All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Today, I want to share a journey with you. I'm joined with a high school friend of mine who has a very interesting journey through his business, which I think anybody listening to this can learn from. Alex Hamsey, along with his wife, Nuf, are the directors and owners of Alamore the Label. And where the business originally started is nowhere near where it is today. And today, we want I wanted to talk to Alex. He joins me and I wanted to, again, explain his journey, talk to you about his journey, and hopefully give some inspiration to those that are thinking of starting their own business or developing their own business to sort of take that next step. Um, Alex, thanks for joining. Uh, no, you're welcome, Michael. Thanks for um, having me on your podcast. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's um, For those that don't know, me and Alex went to school together, and um, Alex is probably one of the most busiest people I know. He recently had twins, which makes it three kids. That in a business, um, I think today has been booked about nine times and we've had to reschedule. Um, this is correct, yes. <laughs> for the last couple of months. But uh, I'm so glad we're finally talking. Let's just hope that we could get through it all. Um, but um, you've promised me that you've you've locked tr- the doors and told everyone my, to stay away. I'll try my best. Thank you. So, um, so Alex, if you could sort of explain your, your journey. I mean, I'll, I'll give a bit of a brief idea, a, a bit of a brief summary of your journey and where you started. And I'd, I'd really love for you to sort of expand on it. So Alex came to me about, oh, this was, how many years, how many years have you, when did you start so, the business? Well, just uh, last week was our knife and I's um, seventh year anniversary, wedding anniversary. So it would be, I would say seven to eight years ago because we started, okay. no, sorry, seven years ago. Yeah, it was roughly seven years ago. Okay, so seven yeah. years ago, you called me and you said, "Hey, Mark, I'm thinking of starting a business. Um, you know, we want to sell clothes." And you were just we we're just having a bit of a chat, and you just wanted some contacts for a few things because you know that I had worked in the the website business um, before in the past and had some involvement in it. And um, mm-hmm. I haven't told you this before, but when you first told me the idea, um, I thought you were a little bit crazy, and I was like, "This isn't going to work," um, because you wanted to sort of sell brands of clothing on a website. And I was like, that doesn't work. People will like to go to shops to buy clothes or why would someone go and buy something online? And over the year, and back then it was called A&M Boutique and you had a logo. I think you had made it with Microsoft Word or at least it looked like that. And (laughs) you've come through this massive journey since then um, to now have your own label called Alamore the Label and have a, I would say, very successful business. Um, And things now look nothing like they did seven years ago. So if you could give our listeners a bit of an idea as to sort of where things started and how they've progressed to where you are today and where you are today as well. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to share that. Um, So um, we started from very humble beginnings. Uh, My partner and I, uh, we didn't come from so wealthy backgrounds, you know, just, just very humble background. We didn't have the fancy things in life. We just got by day to day and 
you know, just tried our best as any middle class family, I would say, does. Um, so because after uni, you were driving cabs. I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, yes. So I graduated yeah. with an accountancy degree. Uh, I really did it because I, I actually fell in love with numbers in high school. Like it was the only thing I really cared about: business accounting, business accounting. Everything else was just not existent to me. Yes. Uh, but look, I I did go to university and um, I didn't like it. I don't know why, but I did it. I've completed it. Uh, I've got my degree, and then I went out into the real world trying to get a job and. Get, try to get ahead with the, with the degree that I worked so hard towards and uh, didn't really take me anywhere. So it was my fate. I just didn't have an opportunity, an opportunity to, to use the degree to its full potential. However, I did gain some knowledge and I don't regret it. And I've uh, obtained a, like a bucket of information and wealth, uh, wealth of knowledge from uh, this degree. So I, I don't regret it. So if you are thinking of dropping out, you know, uh, there are other uh, benefits that come from a degree it's not so much if you're going to take it the full way but it's what comes with it is what you you know you use for towards your um i would say skills life skills yeah yeah exactly yeah so i'll quickly answer your question so we are um so we started seven years ago um we actually were in the uh, we actually got married first went on our honeymoon uh we funded all that as well and uh so when we were, I think we were in the Maldives and, um, my wife was, um, like heavy into fashion and she was following it and she did retail when she was younger and with my accounting and, um, I, I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't say I was a coder, but I had some sort of computer knowledge and, uh, as a joke one day, um, on our honeymoon, I said, Oh, Hey, why don't we just start a website? And she said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And uh, we didn't know what to, we didn't know where to start or how to start. We just had the idea. We came back home, and um, that's when I got in touch with Michael, who is our host today. And I yes. actually asked him for a, a recommendation uh, for a web developer, and he sent me the contacts of, of some guy in India. And um, look, seven years ago, I think the the net is not where the same as it uh, as it is today. It was completely different like if you look at facebook i think it's only what no more than 10 years old i believe even so if you're talking seven years ago that's actually a long time in this in the realm of the online space so I yeah then we... facebook 17 years old is it 17 <laughs> but i think i don't think it was popular up until then yeah wow okay uh, maybe that, it's that instagram when, that could be well yeah i mean that could I be when it's... you first started it actually back in um uni Seven, 17 years oh yes actually no you're right it was too I think it's Instagram. That's the um, that's the one I was referring to. But anyway, yes. So then we got the website up and running, and um, and we were still working. By the way, I was I think I was working in financial planning as a as a uh, personal associate at the time, and my wife was working just doing re- retail jobs. So then what happened was um, it got to a point where our orders would just keep coming in, and we got so excited. We got like we were like, yeah, we got five orders today. And we were really, really excited, but the problem was. And you were selling other brands, yeah. Just to just to clarify, you were selling other labels. Yes, and we were also just selling things off the shelf or like off the rack, um, yeah. or we would just, you know, Im- import something that we thought would be popular, um, and then we would approach other brands and start a like a wholesale relationship with them, yeah. um, and that's where it all started. Uh, look, our website was 
uh, it was pretty pretty ugly at the time. It was very ugly, actually. Uh, and this is referring to A&N Boutique, by the way, not Alamo the label, because we started with A&N Boutique, and then we grew to have our second business, which is Alamo the label. So if we didn't start with A&N Boutique, we would not have Alamo today. It had to start somewhere. Now, we got to a point where we actually got a little bit busy. Not busy as in today's standards, but like we got pretty busy. And we, we found it um, a bit of a struggle to, to dispatch all our orders because we were working during 9 to 5 and rushing to the post office during lunchtime every day was just not a good idea. It was, it was a bit tricky. So we actually and had just a... Just to clarify, you were working from home, yeah, or from the garage at that point? Uh, no, no. We were, we were actually living in a room in my mum's house at the moment, at the time, because okay. Okay. We, we, I, w- I didn't venture out on my own until a few months after our wedding. So I was pretty much residing with my, with my parents at the time. So I didn't really have any assets or anything. We just, we just fell in love, got married, and started this little business venture of ours. That's pretty much how it all began. And uh, it, it worked out fine because we were passionate with each other and the business. And when you're passionate about something, it just works. So one day we both came home and uh, we said, look, this business is actually doing a lot better for us than um, our usual day-to-day job. So we made the decision to quit. Both of us made the decision to quit our jobs. Uh, it wasn't an easy decision. So, so essentially, so essentially, it started really slowly, is what you're trying to say, and it got to a point where the income was starting to exceed what you're getting through work. Uh, no, let's just say income was, yeah, I would probably say it was on par or a little bit better. On par, but yep. yep. Yeah, on par or better. Uh, but you also have to remember there is expenses um, yes. with any startup venture. You know, you have to invest in stock up front. Um, advertising, just tax, GST, all the things that come with the, uh, with the business that you don't see, you, you know, you have to have that there to set yourself up. Now, our, our, our problem is we, we didn't really have the capital at the start. Um, we, we just came back from a honeymoon and a wedding and we used a lot of our cash that we could have used towards the business. So... Um, we worked a few months, gathered some money, and just threw it all on stock. And um, and it it worked. It worked just enough for us to focus more on it day to day. So that was actually the best decision we ever made. It was a huge risk. It was a very huge risk because we literally quit our jobs and we had no other source of income other than this website of ours. Yep. But it actually worked out for the best. And it actually just kept getting busier and busier and busier as we invested more time money and effort into it it just kept growing and growing that's pretty much and when you when you made that decision to to literally quit your jobs and take the jump like even from a like even from a relationship point of view did you what type of discussions did you enough talk about did you did you talk about worst case scenarios saying hey look worst case we'll just live off bread and water if we have to or no because we had family support so we were still living with my parents and we had a room and my parents are very caring and my mother would you know she would do anything for us so we were lucky in a way that we had you know somewhere to stay yes and we never really had to worry about eating because food was everywhere in my house <laughs> and there was no issue with food um it was yeah, more it, 
it was more so it was more so oh did we make the right choice so that we can one day be on our own and start our own family and have our own place that we can call home you know those sort of things that's it wasn't more so the uh, repercussions of now it's the repercussions of later on these podcasts have been brought to you by better financial planning australia to book a free 15-minute phone chat visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au yeah. Okay, can I ask you a question at that point? And this might even apply till after you quit your jobs and just went full time with the business. Was there any point that you just almost gave up where you're like, this is useless? Um, we're not uh, getting anywhere. Or was there, was there anything that happened that sort of yes. really was disheartening? Or was there a yes. point in the business where, yep? Yes, there is definitely, definitely. Um, so I will start from, from the. Sounds like there was a uh, few. There, yeah, there is always a, there's always quite a few um, situations that, like, that make you want to give up, but it all depends on how strong you are as a person to keep fighting and continue on. So I guess one of the earlier obstacles we faced was uh, one of our uh, one of the suppliers who stocked us cut us off, uh, and that took a big toll on our business. And we also had issues sourcing stock from the suppliers, uh, multiple of them, not just one, but multiple. Um, so we were pretty restricted with what we could sell. Because what what we grew the business to sort of took a hit and it fell back a bit. The issue is uh, we couldn't get stock or stock was in um, high demand that we couldn't secure it or uh, we had suppliers who cut us off entirely. So that pretty much affected the core products of our business. Um, so it got to the point where we – and this also actually happened when we were uh, – when we actually moved out. So we actually moved out because we had so much stock in this little room at my mom's house that the stock was just, it was just overtaking the room. So we had to get out. And um, we also took another risk by moving out. We actually, you know, like nothing was certain. We just did it. And I think sometimes you just have to just jump in the deep end and do it. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, you're not going to learn to take risks ever. And you're always wanting to play it safe and playing it safe doesn't really reward you to be quite honest with you. So all our decisions was just do it and let's see what happens. (laughs) So at that time we moved out and uh, when that happened, we lost a lot of our income, but lucky for us, we were able to save, which protected us. Now from that point, there was a, there, there was a, there was two options. It's either give up, go back to do what we were doing or take a risk and manufacture your own stock. And that's when Alamore came to life because we had to, we had to uh, make our own stock under our own brand. Uh, and by stock, I mean our own fashion pieces. And uh, we actually starting, we, we actually, uh, we had a very strong idea of what the people wanted by being in business for about a year or two. We knew what people wanted. So we, we knew how to start the manufacturing process. So, you have to know what the people want. If you make something that people don't want, and it's your very first production, uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel, you're gonna feel the huge hit because it's a big sum of money being invested into your your first drop of clothing. Uh, that can either make you or break you because you're talking about you know large quantities of money here and stock that will just go stale. So we sort of had an idea of what people wanted based on the years that we were operating. But this is where it got really risky. Um, so this is, this is the risk that we had to take. 
So we didn't have enough money for production, as you may know, because we were renting at the time, living on our own, uh, being independent. Um, but we didn't have thirty or $40,000 sitting there to just throw it into manufacturing our own clothing. So what did we do? Uh, I came up with an idea. Let's get a personal loan because no one will give us a business loan. No bank would talk to us or look mm. at us. But they would, they would happily give us a personal loan, which I don't understand, but so be it. And I guess that's how they work. The banks operate. I'm not sure. I don't understand why they wouldn't look after a small business. Yeah, they're happy to give you a personal loan at a very high interest rate. But anyway, yeah, regardless, well. regardless, I, um, I had no choice. I succumbed to the banks. Uh, we borrowed close to $40,000 in loans at 26% interest. So that was a huge wow. risk. And then not only that, we actually uh, never met the supplier face-to-face. We had no contracts in place. We were just we were just formally talking via a service such as WhatsApp or you know one of those messaging platforms, and we just sent the money across to somebody we've never met, didn't know, we didn't know what to expect. We just I just went all in. I said, look, I've come this far. Let's you know, just do it. Let's just do it. I you know they sent us samples, of course, so we we so we saw what they were capable of. There was some checks and balances beforehand, like we asked to see certain documents and everything. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're not really promised anything. So we uh, went all in, sent all the money to China. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, I had a few sleepless nights from that time. And then what do you know, a few weeks, we received samples of all, of all our pieces. And we were like, wow, all our designs are coming to life. This is crazy. Like it's actually, they're actually giving us something here. They didn't run away with our money because <laughs> yeah. you, you just don't know. And then, and then we sort of, felt a little bit better um and uh sorry uh actually alan wasn't born then we actually just made the pieces for the a&n boutique website okay Okay? yeah sorry so um and then uh what happened was after that the samples were cool uh we did our photo shoots uh photo shoots again cost a lot of money and to and you really have to find the right team and production team to to do these things for you otherwise you know if you like if you can't get your, your images right you know what, what? How will you sell the product? It's it's online. People only rely on imagery. There's nothing else that can persuade them to buy, other than your policies and your imagery. So yep. we had to get that right. Which took, to be honest, it took us about maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten photo shoots later until we got it right. So yep. the first three or four were absolute, like I would say, write-offs. Um, and then we just got better and better and we just started to learn more. So uh, in terms of photo, photo shoots, make sure you get the right people and don't be stingy. Make sure you do it right because it's what separates you from the rest on uh, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're ever, if you ever want to trade in e-commerce, that is. Yeah. And on that note as well, actually, because you bring up a really valid point. So you mentioned get professionals, get good quality photos. Um well, from a business from a business perspective, what else would like? What else would you say? What what, what would be your main tips for someone thinking of starting a business? Because I would say um, say I would say still be humble because you don't have a unlimited supply of cash. Yep. So you have to stay humble. You can't just do a full production crazy twenty thousand dollar photo shoot if you don't have the funds. But what you can do is you can. Aim for the best with whatever you have. See if somebody you can actually get build a connection with somebody to help you out. But just aim to use a professional when you can. If you can use someone okay. who specialises in what they do, it's best to do that. But 
at the end of the day, we started doing everything ourselves. But, you know, as soon as we could afford to do something, you know, via a professional, we would take up the offer. We would jump on it straight away because yep. it really makes a difference. It really, yep. really does. And I guess the same thing applies to like financial advice. I mean, this is a discussion I always have with clients about, you know, that sometimes really want advice, but they're like, oh, I don't really want to pay for it. And I'm like, well, it's always a catch-22, but getting professional advice always helps. But just a question, when you were in those initial stages, how did you find that right balance? Um, because I guess the one extreme is to literally do everything yourself. And the other extreme is to just pay professionals to do everything. How do you sort of find that right balance, especially for someone starting off? Like someone could be listening to this right now thinking, I want to start a business selling, I don't know, plants, you know, and do they see some web developer that's going to charge them 20 grand or do this, they sort of just... Look, this this is the thing. Um, so we started seven years ago. Like I said, seven years ago, you can just you can just whack up a, a site. Our first website was on Word, Word, WordPress. Is that... I can't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. WordPress. Yeah. So, and WordPress was only really like a blogging platform. It's not really an e-commerce platform. Like today, we use Shopify. Shopify is built for e-commerce. Um, look, back then, the internet grew rapidly in the last five years. Like even invest, even advertising. Um, I mean, advertising used to be free when Facebook and Instagram first started. Advertising was yep. literally free yep. until they started turning it into a business concept. They got the users. They built it into a business concept and then... Um, you know, they started having algorithms in the background that controlled everything. It's really hard nowadays, uh, to be honest, for somebody to say, I, I want to start a e-commerce business today, um, from very humble beginnings such as us, it would be very, very difficult unless you took huge amounts of loan, like loans out. And it really, really, you know, believed in your product and you had investors who sort of backed your idea or product, depending if how, how big you wanted to go, only then would you be able to compete with what's out there currently. Um, mm -hmm. Because competition is very strong now and advertising can be at the very minimum um, at like $1,000 a day. And not many people can spend $1,000 a day these days because, yep. you know, advertising biddings are very high today. You know, you have you have business, businesses dropping a million dollars a month without thinking yeah. twice. So how do you compete with that? Look, nothing, nothing's easy. Uh, nothing comes easy and nothing's handed to you. You just have to really try hard. You have to really believe in your product and you really have to have some money behind you, whether it's in the form of savings or investors or a loan. But just make sure you know what you're doing and you study your your business, your market, your product, have a SWOT analysis handy, make sure you know your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your threats, get advice. If you need to see if, for example, if you need to see a, uh, a financial planner or, or anything along the lines to make sure that you're, yeah. that you're or safe. Or somebody that writes business plans. Or somebody who writes business, correct. Um, go yeah. seek that advice. And that's something I regret at the start. I never, I never sought advice from the right people. I always yeah. tried to do it myself. And I tell you what, it, it, it does bite back down the track. Um, like for example, a few mistakes I made were, you know, not setting up the business structures correctly. Yes. Um, I didn't set it, it up just... correctly. Why didn't I do that? Because I was ignorant. I didn't. And then, and then, uh, yeah. and then doing that and then setting it up correctly later is like 
it's a ten times more effort. It's because, a, yeah, yeah, you have to change bank accounts. You have to just everything that's registered in your name has to be disconnected and re-registered to another entity. It's it's like changing your name. It's difficult. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and on that note, you mentioned SWOT analysis, and, and that's a massive blast from the past because you and I were both like in school. We were in all. I think all the business classes, and I think we both. I think we need to give a massive shout out to Mrs. Sagner, Mrs. Cowper, Mr. Mihos, yes, Mrs. Brown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like all that stuff that that we taught, we were taught in school. Like it's it's real, and it's it's you know like that SWOT analysis. I mean, just to explain that to people that don't know what it is, it's literally what Alex just said. It's working out your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, so that you can plan things out. So just like I guess we do a financial plan for someone and look at exactly that someone that does a business plan or, or if you don't have someone that does it for you, even if you do it yourself, just to understand not just what you're going to do really well at, but what you potentially could fail at. Yeah. So there's always that, there's always that threat. Every, every startup business has a threat and you just have to know yeah. what it is and know how to minimize your risks and to, you know, reduce those threats that come your way. Um, yeah. look, I think anyone who starts up any business, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's bricks and mortar, always seek professional advice, um, even legal, like legal advice. But I'm sure if you see if you see someone like Michael, he can recommend you to the right people, uh, and uh, he might have contacts that you know would be you know crucial to your business journey. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I also didn't do right at the start was um, uh, contracts. Um, mm. So. Uh, it was only once we had our own legal uh, dilemma that we started to take our legal work within the business more seriously. We started seeking lawyers for contracts. We, we did a full copyright on the brand name. You know, people using our images and using our brand name, we, we sought the help of lawyers to act on our behalf and protect us. So they I bet help. you did not expect any of this to be an issue when you first started. No, it, they they just come at you like because you were a small fish as well. We were small. We we like. I mean, I I didn't even have an accountant. I was doing everything. I was doing all the bases myself. We did yep. everything ourselves. Yep. But because we were we had to be, we were humble, and yep. we didn't really expect it to turn into a an operation that it is today. We just we just learned from our mistakes, and as soon as we saw a mistake or or an error, we fixed it. And we learned by it, and then we we just kept doing that. And look, uh, it gets to a point where um, even having the right staff on board really helps. If you can find the right staff within your, um, you know, your, your your company, your corporation, you know, some some people can really take a load off you, so that you can focus on developing the business more. You know, so you have to see yourself as a BDM. That's your job. You have to keep focusing on the business. Let the professionals do what they have to do, and you just focus on your business. I can't sit here all day doing reconciling and setting up my basses and I, I have to focus on the baby, <laughs> in other words. Yep. If you can, do as much at the start via a professional channel, but if you cannot, then I guess, you know, uh, try to do it yourself, but just make sure that you uh, transition th- that work onto someone else who knows what they're doing when you can, the sooner the better. Well, well said. Yeah. Well said. Well, one of the questions I was going to ask you is what would you tell the Alex of 2013? Well, the Alex enough, I should say, of 2013. Um, but you've sort of mentioned see professionals, contracts in place, legal structure, have the right stuff. 
Um, any last points, anything else you want to add to that? Um, anything that you want to say to those that are listening to this and again, are thinking of starting their own business, but don't know where to begin? Yes. Uh, it'll always be scary. There will always be somebody who wants to knock you down. There will always be uh, a bully that will come and face you. And it's up to you to be patient, uh, show persistence and, um, and never give up. Just, just love what you do and and fight for it um because there will always be somebody there or someone who will be in your way and it's just up to you to be strong and just don't just don't give up and but, there'll always be people yeah. that try to probably crush your confidence yeah it's it's like, again, very I didn't common think, yeah. i didn't think you'd succeed i mean i never said it to you because i didn't want to crush your confidence <laughs> but i'm sure you had people <laughs> and you don't need to get into it but i'm sure there was people that were probably you know telling you alex you're crazy what are you doing Yes. Uh, stick, I to had, your safe, stick to your safe, comfortable job. I had a lot of people that I knew who were close to me who would um, laugh at our, at our business plan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. People directly within the family, people indirectly. Yep. But you know what? I didn't care because like, look where it's taken me today or taken us, I should say. It's taken us yeah. to new levels that we would only ever imagine. It's not, it doesn't feel real. But just do what you love and do it well. Just do it properly and just like I said, make sure you have a plan in place. The plan, the structure, and advice. Those three things you cannot you cannot replace. Yeah. And when you do have friends and family saying things to you, I guess most of the time they probably do have the best of intentions. But it's like what you said, it's about just believing in yourself and it's about To um, be honest, the the, nays- the the naysayers actually make you stronger. If you're a person like myself, anybody who – uh, belittles you or, yep. uh, you know, or, or just just doesn't have faith in you. It actually makes me a stronger person. It actually yep. makes me more thirsty to succeed. Fuel for the fire. So, yes. So they just fueled me. Um, and I'm not saying that they had bad intentions. It's even when yep. somebody, you know, says it across you as a joke. It, I mean, it it could it could it could be a good thing for you because it just m- makes you stronger as a person. Gets to, you going. Yeah, it gets you going. I mean, just don't take it to heart and just just move on. Do what you got to do. You know, you do you, and um, that's all. That's all I can say, really. Yeah. yeah. Just like look nah. at the risks we took, and look where it got us. So I'm not saying it's impossible. Anything's possible. You just just have to fight for it, and um, just make sure you follow the right channels. Uh, sorry, you seek the right advice via the the right channels, right channels as yeah. soon as you can, because it can really protect you down the track. No, thank you. Thank you. Amazing advice. And I think as that anyone listening to this would hopefully get a lot of inspiration out of it um, and would learn from it because again, you learn from your mistakes, you learn from other people's mistakes. And um, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Appreciate it heaps. Now, um, just sorry, before you cut me off. Uh, yes. I mean, this interview is not, it's pretty much, it's not going to tell you how to make a, a million dollars or, or yeah. whatever, but you know, only you know how to do that. Um, so just know your product, have faith in your product and research it and then take it out there. But, you know, you can make money from pretty much anything as long as you do it well. But let's just let the viewers know that this interview isn't about how to be, you know, uh, rich and wealthy within, within uh, one, one month or two months. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a long process. It's, it's a long ride, especially when you start from nothing. It's not an instant result. It's 
it's it's it's a learning it's a steep learning curve and just have to ride it out because i get yeah and i mean on that note as well like i mean some of the biggest businesses were not overnight successes you, you are right like um they, they failed um like ellen musk is one example you know um the, there's there's so many businesses that you know at one point were going to fail or, or have gone through their challenges, and yeah, it's hundred percent. And I think something else you you've touched on, but you never really mentioned properly is I think being passionate about what you do, because I think if if you and Nuf weren't really passionate about even fashion in general, I'm assuming you wouldn't have persisted. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, you have to be passionate. Um... Passion is the key ingredient. If you don't love what you do, then why do it? Um, you won't put the time and effort into it. Simple yep. as that. You could be passionate about cleaning cars, and if you're really good at it, then it'll show. It'll 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 show without you having to really do much because your passion is what makes it good. And yep. it's it's true. It's you really have to love what you're doing. And um, I mean, I, I really yeah, I don't know what else to really say other than that <laughs> no you've said enough yeah. i think it's yeah. perfect and and uh, as i said i think um yeah it's yeah i think anyone listening to this will get something out of it and that is the purpose of today and again thank you you know i, I finish all my episodes off with a dad joke and i have to drop this one this kid went to his dad and said hey dad did you get a haircut and he said no i got them all cut <laughs> what <laughs> all cut did you get a haircut oh. no i got them all cut oh uh, yes that's it's a very good joke Just i'll, I'll make I'll make sure I keep that one for my, oh, wife, my wife later. Thank tonight. you. Thank you. Thank you. I can, I can um, tell you're crying from laughter. It's, it's a very, very funny joke. Stick, <laughs> stick, stick to your day job. Yeah, done. Done. Sounds good. So uh, thank you so much, mate. Take care. Um, have a good – please tell Nuf um, that next time I hope to have her on the episode and, um, yeah, I think we'll no. finish it off there. Yeah, sure. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys, for listening and um, I wish you all the best. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.